Since 2017, the Italian Wine Podcast has exploded, recently hitting 6 million listens. Support us by buying a copy of Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0 or making a small donation. In return, we'll give you the chance to nominate a guest and even win lunch with Stevie Kim and Professor Attilio Scienza. Find out more at italianwinepodcast.com. Chin chin. Welcome to The Next Generation. I'm Victoria Cece. Join me as we chat with young Italian wine people shaking up the wine scene. We're going to geek out on a grape or grape fam, then hear about all the wild wine things our guests have been up to, from vineyard experiments to their favorite wine bars. And let's dive into it. Today we have Marzia Varvaglione of Varvaglione, <laughs> a winery in Puglia. She is the marketing and sales director amongst many other titles, because she is a very impressive lady. Ciao, Marzia. Ciao, Claudia. Nice to talk to you. Uh, how are you doing today? Uh, are you in Puglia? Yes, I'm doing very great. And I'm in the very sunny and very warm Puglia still today. <laughs> uh, yes, these temperatures have been insane in Italy. It's it, like we were talking about earlier, we're trapped in the office, but it's a beach day every day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's so funny. Well, I'm so glad to be chatting with you today because ugh, there's so much to talk about, especially with all the things that you've been up to from becoming the president of a GV, which we will definitely dive into, um, to being a mom, all these wonderful things. But first, let's just give a little intro to who you are for the folks who don't know you yet. So who are you, Marcia? <laughs> it's always strange to describe uh, uh, like myself from outside, uh, but I love to start uh, saying that, uh, first of all, I'm a wine lover because uh, even if I own a company from my family, uh, I started also to study wines after get my uh, master's degree in economics uh, because I fell in love with the wine world uh, when I was... Uh, maybe five years old or even less uh, because with my brother and sister, we, we have been always uh, lead uh, the, um, the wine business life. Uh, that means uh, from the harvest time uh, to the autumn Christmas and all the commercialization, uh, we've been always um, involved with our parents and we have so many remember good, good like remembers about our uh, childhood and I am a wine business woman as well because I joined the company uh, more than 10 years ago uh, officially <laughs> um, I'm the president of Ajivi where Ajivi stay for the young entrepreneurs that work in the wine world and when I say young, uh, uh, we refer to all the under, under 40. I would say also wine lover because actually uh, in our association, uh, you, you can like uh, belong to our association uh, if you work in the wine business in general. And uh, I'm a mom. My daughter Carlotta is uh, two years and a half. She was born in May, a beautiful month. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's my heart. She's, she's my love, my biggest love, <laughs> the, the, the biggest love of my life. And then I'm also a basketball player. 
so I was a basketball player, a professional basketball player when I was younger. Uh, but I started to play again basketball uh, since July, last July, because I don't know, maybe just because I'm crazy, I'm crazy. <laughs> so I jump in this, this new project of my um, own city that basically found again a um, semi-professional team and they call me. So I couldn't say not. And so here I am. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wow. So you are a marketing and sales director. You're a mom. You're a basketball player. You're the president of the GV. I, I, I'm sure I missed a bunch of things that we'll get into later <laughs> in the interview, but that's amazing. Also, I'll just say my dad would probably just adopt you in five like seconds because he always wanted me to be a basketball player, but I chose tennis instead. And he is not over it at all, Mopsia. He He's like, you're so tall. <laughs> so, but that's awesome. Is there a big basketball loving community where you're from in Puglia? And on that note, um, also, where are you from specifically in Puglia? So our company uh, is based in uh, Leporano. That's the province of Taranto. It's an amazing place on the beach. Uh, so we are from Puglia and it's very easy to identify Puglia in Italy because uh, it's the hill of the booth of Italy. Uh, we are on the west coast uh, because Puglia is a peninsula into the peninsula. So in Puglia, it's very, for, for our company, for all our wines, it's very important uh, uh, the weather condition uh, because Puglia, if I, I have to describe Puglia, um, is a sunny, windy, <laughs> very, very warm uh, region. Uh, it's a region that uh, has been living forever from the sea. No, yeah, Puglia is it's gorgeous. And, and especially for the international community has become a major vacation hotspot. Yeah. And also wedding hotspot. I know. I haven't seen so many weddings in Puglia in my life. In all the Masseria, <laughs> it's like, but they're beautiful. I'm not, I'm not, I would totally do it myself. <laughs> but um no, it's it's gorgeous. It's a beautiful place to come from. And so do people play basketball there or was that something that was just a special love of yours? From Taranto, uh, there's been always a very strong culture of basketball since I was very young. Uh, but I started doing ballet when I was very, very young. Then when I was 11, I was the tallest of my class. And uh, so I watched my parents and said, Hey guys, maybe I'm not like the perfect ballet <laughs> uh, person. Uh, why don't we try with basketball? Because at that time, my best friends was playing basketball. So I started uh, when I was 11, 12 years old, uh, and then just fell in love with basketball. Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. And sports are so important. And I feel like that's one of your secrets to balancing all things, because one thing sports teaches you is discipline. Right. And keeping your head in the game, literally. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I think that planning, because a lot of people ask me, how can you do all of these things? Uh, uh, but I've, I've been doing all these things since I was born. Uh, so everything staying, trying to manage your time, organize and planning everything. So, of course, uh, work is my priority as well as my daughter. Um, but if you try to manage and plan everything, maybe, I don't know, I'll let you know <laughs> in a couple of years. Uh, <laughs> But, but maybe, yeah, you, you can try to do everything. And uh, it's not only discipline. What I can see from my actual team, I'm the oldest, of course, uh, uh, but all the younger that um, belong to the team, uh, 
it's a very nice uh, in Italy we say è una bella gioventù it means they are nice guy good guys that are growing up because sometimes we hear such a scary um you know uh, uh game uh, uh, scary attitudes and i think the sport in general keep you away from all the, this uh, distraction because you have to be to, to stay focused on your team or your practice and everything so it's a good also for younger guys absolutely and that's another really important thing that you brought up is teamwork is um learning how to work with different people and understand what positions people do best at and um that's a real talent to have because sometimes people and it's natural right we all get caught up in ourselves and things we have to do but our team is is our strongest like our community and on that note i wanted to bring us back to varvalione and your community could you tell us a bit about the philosophy of varvalione our family has been making wine for more than 100 years uh, and um at the very first beginning, uh, my great-grandfather uh, was just uh, working the land uh, uh, for itself, uh, not only grapes, but also fruit uh, for self-consumption. Uh, consumption. And uh, he just started to, you know, like sell to the friends and stuff. My grandfather instead, after the Second World War, started to sell the wines to the Navy. And that's how we really um, start to develop the business uh, then my father was the person who um, started to sell the wine abroad and uh, my mom started to export uh, our wines, uh, bottled wines uh, abroad. So the philosophy behind the Varvaglione, um, our, our family, is to work constantly on quality and system. I mean, Every, everyone can also answer in this way, 100%, maybe 90% of the, uh, the wine business or family business or where family business in this world where merger and acquisition are to the everyday uh, newspaper. Um, but we try to keep everything very familiar. We love to put our faces in front of um, uh, in front of our consumers, uh, I, I take care about marketing and sales, uh, um, but my brother and sister are also brand ambassadors. So it means to be involved 100% uh, because uh, our clients are not just clients, but our partner. So we try to establish uh, a long lasting relationship with our partners abroad, but also with our uh, final customer. Um, the philosophy is to be uh, to pay a lot of attention to the customer needs. Try to listen very well what the market is trying to tell you. Um, for instance, uh, we started making low alcohol wine in 2012, so it was more than 10 years ago, where nobody was talking about low alcohol wines, and we came up with a. Um, 12 and mezzo line where we um, basically we make um, um, indigenous grape variety like Primitivo and Negromaro that used to be 14% alcohol up and we get low to 12.5% of alcohol. Why? Because we uh, we got a lot of different requests from the market that was telling us that Primitivo uh, high alcohol was very tough to 
pair with, with some kind of food. And so, yeah, so listen to the market is very important to us and try to find the right link to communicate with, with the final customer, uh, making the labels and making the wines, uh, certain kind of wines are very funny to see and to interact with. Absolutely. Um, and it, thank you for sharing your family's story, by the way, because I didn't know that. And it was, it, it was cool to hear this, the part about the Navy and um, your mom starting to sell the wine abroad. Uh, and, and on the point of the low alcohol wine, um, I'm so happy you brought that up because one time one of my wine, friends who is a wine professional, she said to me, one of the things I find so ironic about Puglia is how a lot of the wines that come out from Puglia are these high alcohol, you know, full, full bodied wines. And then a lot of the dishes from Puglia, of course, if you go more inland, you definitely can have heavier dishes, but the dishes people recognize Puglia for are, you know, seafood and whatnot. And, and of course you can find the rosatos and stuff like that, but you think like, Oh, what would I be drinking when, the average consumer will like that knows about Puglia would think Primitivo and Negro Amaro and Nero di Troia. Um, and so the fact that you guys started to do low alcohol wines and find an opportunity is, is so brilliant. N not only because, you know, we see people looking for lower alcohol op options, but also because, and leading to the food, um, Puglia, uh, Pugliese, uh, excuse me, I was like Scusa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, has become so much more popular recently as it should but um is there a dish that like you love in particular um that you that come like that comes from your area your your nonna used to make yeah of course uh, we have the orecchiette pasta so orecchiette means small ears uh, literally and uh, we make orecchiette pasta with the broccoli rape in uh, in um, fall season or with the um, tomato sauce or meat tomato sauce every single Sunday of our life. <laughs> so, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. I'm jealous. <laughs> so I'm still learning to make orecchiette because it's a kind of pasta that you have to make home. It's very tough to find at the supermarket. So it's also a tradition because... Uh, uh, it's a way to share your time with your entire family, with your nonna, with your zia, and uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Absolutely, yeah. And most people don't know that orecchiette, it's a homemade pasta, but it has no eggs, so the dough is so hard to work. I know. <laughs> and, and to get the consistency right, it's, it really does take all those years to master it. It's insane. Wine to Wine Business Forum. Everything you need to get ahead in the world of wine. Supersize your business network. Share business ideas with the biggest voices in the industry. Join us in Verona on November 13 to 14, 2023. Tickets available now at pointwine.net. Let me ask you this. Has these lunches that you always have with your family inspired any of your wines? Oh, of course, yes, because uh, you have to find the perfect uh, wine and food pairing uh, because uh, all the wine lovers, 99% uh, of the times, are also food lovers, especially in Italy. Um, so, yes, um, for instance, uh, we have a wine called Papale, 
and uh, we have two, two versions uh, of papale, a red label that is the perfect one to pair with the pasta, orecchiette and tomato sauce. And then we have papale gold uh, that is more for the meat that we use to cook the tomato sauce and we eat after the, after the, the first course. So yes, <laughs> we have the two versions, the pasta one and the meat one of papale. Oh, I love that. And it's so important because having, you know, different courses is so integral to Italian cuisine, like separating the pasta and the meat, especially in Southern Italy. It's something I grew up with too, with my nonna, like if she made any like a pot with any kind of meat or whatnot, we'd have macaroni and then we'd have the meat after. But we didn't have orecchiette <laughs> because I, I'm, I'm not, I'm very grateful for my nonna's macaroni, but orecchiette I do understand are on another level. From which part of Italy is your nonna? Um, so from southern Lazio. So okay. yeah, so like mm, near Formia. But um, mm -hmm. so yeah, they're very, my family's very much closer to like the border of Campania mm -hmm. um, to Napoli than Rome. So the cuisine is interesting there because it's kind of a hybrid, but I'm, I'm very proud of it. But going into the wines, I think one of the reasons I always bring up food is because obviously I love food. Um, you love food. How can you not like, you know, um, but we're seeing now that a lot of younger people are not drinking as much or they're drinking less or they're opting away from wine. And I always find that like, getting people to sit at a table, obviously to share, share food. It's not only to get you to drink, <laughs> which is very easy to do, of course, but, um, it, but to also share and understand each other. Perfect opportunity to talk about your role as president of a GV. So with that title, what have you seen so far through the trends of young wine drinkers, Italian wine drinkers? Last year, during the Wine to Wine, uh, uh, we brought a very nice talk that was a uh, telling about the Gen Z and how Gen Z communicate and how the Gen Z drink. And actually it's very interesting because uh, um, the millennials are more, uh, let's say, about um, food and wine pairing and love to learn, let's say, discover new grape variety. Instead of Gen Z, it's all about experience. So if wine, uh, it's about experience, so um, visit sellers, uh, create content to post on social media, uh, like Instagram or TikTok or whatever. The Gen Z is more experienced as well as, um, drinking less, uh, less wine, but more alcoholic. So I'm sure that the mixology is using also the wine uh, is going to be very, very popular as well as the low alcohol wine. Uh, talking about Gen Z, even if uh, millennials uh, are the next uh, real consumers. And what I can say about millennials is that millennials are super educated because they really love wine, because they came from uh, a generation like our parents uh, that made the history of the, of the wine world. So we grew up uh, in these traditions uh, and we try to experiment, discover new regional wines, uh, new geographic area, new production area. Uh, we started drinking also the New World wines. Uh, we study a lot about wine the millennials. I mean, when I say we, it's like millennials. Uh, but I think that the Gen Z is still to, is still to build. I mean, uh, the Gen Z is not even 30 years old. So they're coming up. And one of, the, um, of our role in these three years of my presidency uh, 
is going to be uh, also try to get in touch with some kind of uh, um, sommelier association to uh, try to uh, share also with younger uh, generation uh, all our knowledge about wine. And I to- I totally agree in in your point of how the difference between millennials and Gen Z is how the experience is kind of is amplified and it's didactic in the sense that it's like their fit their actual experience and then that social media experience through you as a marketing director can you share with us any different strategies you've tried to implement to market wine to gen z sure um in uh, 2022 so uh, last year for vin italy uh, we came up with a video game uh, to launch our um, to celebrate our 10 years of the 12 mezzo line so the 12 mezzo is the low alcohol line the low alcohol brand that was mentioning at the beginning of our interview so to to launch uh, the 10 years uh, uh, celebration the 10 years limited edition uh, we came up with this video game divided in three different levels where the first level was telling people uh, um, how we uh, work in the vineyards. Uh, and this video game was uh, the repro- reproduction in our vineyards. And our dog was like walking and uh, you can choose to harvest uh, like grape, sun and water, like rain to get points. And uh, you have to avoid uh, the ice, uh, some bees, uh, and some like uh, uh, poo <laughs> of the dog itself uh, because they were not good for the vineyard itself. So we tried to tell people what happened in, what, what happened in the vineyard during the year and what you might need and what you might, what you might not need. The second level was about bottling. And uh, the third level instead was... Uh, uh, let's say, guiding from the entrance of Vin Italy to our stand to discover the line. It was a mix between online and offline communication because what we find about Gen Z, as I said before, is the experience. So I got engagement online. That's where they live but uh, they want to touch the final result. So that's why I didn't publish online uh, the first time the bottle, uh, but uh, I present them at my stand in Verona because it was also a very tactile uh, texture on the label itself. So, so, yeah, this one was one of of the examples we use. And also every single Christmas, uh, we publish um, Christmas edition uh, with different experience uh, on the label. That's awesome. Where can we find this video game? Um, I can send you the link because it was published two years ago, two Win Italy's ago, but I can send you via mail. It's a link uh, or on our, or our Instagram, you can still find some demo was Vini Italy 2022. Oh, that's awesome. That's super cool. No, any, I mean, video games. I mean, that's something that's never going to leave. I don't think. I think video games are those that one constant. So that's brilliant. I uh, and I want to play this game. I'm curious. <laughs> um, but I wanted to ask you before um, we get to the end of our interview. What do you drink, Marcia? Oh, nice question. Um, I love to drink. Uh, from abroad because I'm also, as I said before, I'm a wine lover, first of all. So I love to drink uh, um, from Sauvignon, from France, uh, 
to Pinot Noir from Burgundy, of course, uh, one of my favorite red wines. Uh, um, but uh, from my company, I really enjoy the, um, of course, Primitivo di Manduria. One of my favorite is our Reserva. 1921 uh, it's very hard to find uh, but uh, the current vintage is a 2013 uh, so it's a reserva uh, very elegant i love elegant wine in general i don't i don't love uh, too powerful wines uh, because i really need to enjoy the food while i'm drinking the wine itself um so i'm for the elegance and the balance absolutely and i find it so funny and stevie definitely hates me for always bringing this up Every time, like not every time, but a lot of times speaking with, um, you know, amazing folks in the Italian wine world, they it's always like, well, you know, if I'm not drinking my wine, I'm probably going to be drinking champagne or burgundy. And it's but it's 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 rightfully so because it, it's not a contrast. It's not to make a comparison. It's just it's like you're appreciating what you don't have every day. And it's the same as somebody, you know, living in. I don't know. Like I was in Veneto. So anytime I drink like a Cesanese, even though, yeah, it's all in Italy, but like it's from a completely different area. It was like so special to me because everywhere else had Valpolicella. You can get tons of wines from other places. More of the experience, um, going back to the experience, right? Maybe that's that's my Gen Z because I'm like on the last year of millennial. So I'm one of those like cusp kids. Jealous <laughs> but, uh, because of your age. <laughs> No, you're young too. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, my age is it's it's great. It's weird. It's it's like between 25 and 30 is is an excellent but strange time. Uh, but yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Marcia. Before we go, I'm going to wrap up this interview with uh, five things in under five minutes. So five quick questions to wrap up and um, give a little overview of what we just talked about. Whenever you're ready, I'll get started. Ready. Wonderful. So where are you, Marcia? I'm in Puglia. That's a sunny, windy region. Beautiful. And what is the philosophy of your winery? Making um, high-quality wine that can represent very well uh, the indigenous grape variety and uh, talk about family tradition. Wonderful. And what was the special dish that you, or dishes actually, that you eat with your family? Raw seafood, uh, if you talk about coastal region, and uh, orecchiette, of course, pasta with broccoli rape or tomato sauce, uh, if we talk about our tradition. Gosh, I'm so hungry. Okay, <laughs> next question. And what are the wines you'd pair with that? Of course, the Primitivo di Manduria, from the elegant one to the powerful one. Wonderful. And the last question, we're on good time. Um... Can you share with us one trend you see in the future with wine drinking for young people, particularly Italian for Italian wines? I would say that the key words are simple, balanced, elegant, uh, and uh, with a great uh, um, experience uh, that can be shared. Wonderful. Well, Marcia, I'm kind of sad we have to wrap up our interview now. I enjoyed speaking with you so much. And naturally, there's a helicopter going outside right now. 
Yes. And I look forward to speaking again and hopefully seeing you at Wine to Wine if you're coming this year. Yes. Wonderful. And I wish you all the best with all the amazing things you're doing. And one day I'd love to play basketball with you. And <laughs> jail, but <laughs> I'm also tall, so I, I have that on my side. <laughs> Fantastic. I can't wait. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, have a beautiful day, Marcia. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Ciao. Ciao. As always, a big grazie for hanging out with me today. Remember, you can catch me every Sunday on the Italian Wine Podcast, available anywhere you can get your pods.